0: You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. And if you haven't heard already, well, it just happened at 5.44 a.m., so not even two hours ago. The paperback version of my next book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires, is now live on Amazon. It is nearly 300 pages And really what it's made up of is 15 stories that are meant to inspire you to either A, get started, or B, keep going. I took great care to peruse the 4,000 plus interviews on this channel, discussions, videos, and I've captured what I believe to be 15 stories that are wide-ranging, talk of struggle to triumph. And again, this book was 100% created for you, my audience and my followers. The original One Rental at a Time book was for me. actually didn't even plan for it, frankly, to be a book. It was just my my way of kind of understanding what we had done. But this book, this year, this, lat- this has been a year of working on this and it's finally out its this one was harder. This book was harder than the last book. And um, I actually think it's going to be so much more motivational. The first book has gotten wave reviews. We already have over a thousand reviews. I don't know, 97% of them, five stars. So thank you very much. This book is going to be very impactful, I think, because there's 15 different stories, 15 different individuals, male, female, young, old, uh, full-time part-time you know just different walks of life on purpose for you so uh we'll talk about it more i'm sure uh, but this is the daily financial news so i'm sorry i took two minutes of your time to i'm just ha- i'm just happy sorry today's a today's a good day so in uh next thing you know i am going to be able to do the 8 a.m q a uh, the rei which i'm a part of uh, has a Speaker meeting at nine, so I won't be able to do the Facebook group, but don't worry, Dion is doing it for us. Uh, but I will be able to do the eight a.m. live Q and A. That is something I look forward to every week, so I will be doing that uh, probably from eight to eight forty-five this morning. As for the daily financial news, next week is going to be lots of headline risk. We could get some. We could get some stuff that we don't expect next week. Uh, just for example, we have headline risk around spending programs, right? There's, uh, I, think, I think a vote's going to be Monday or Tuesday on the infrastructure, the $1 trillion uh, infrastructure. Uh, then there's talk of the $3.5 trillion. There's negotiations on who's going to pay and how much and taxes. And I believe last thing I read on that, the Democratic senator from Arizona was standing up and saying, nope, not going to approve that way. Uh, So they may have to uh, calculate tax increases differently. And if you don't know, what they are going through because they are going to use the uh, simple majority is the budget reconciliation. And that means that whatever you're raising, you have got to pay for somewhere. It's got to be net even. And uh, when somebody, one one person, that's all it's going to take in this, says no, uh, they have to go back to the drawing board. So uh, it is going to be a very interesting week. We are going to see, we're going to see what happens. It's going to be interesting. On top of that, we have the budget and potential government shutdown next week. Uh, That will undoubtedly, I think the government shutdown is more political theater. Uh, We have had government shutdowns. We have had um, continuing resolutions. That one of all of the, of all the headlines, government shutdown, I don't really care. I think government is too big already. I mean, Really? that That's the one? But the one that is got me, that's not being talked about enough, in my opinion, is the debt ceiling. I suspect what's going to happen with the debt ceiling is they may have to get cute. And what do I mean by cute? If you don't know, there's been something discussed for the last decade or so about building, or I'm sorry, building, um, creating a one- trillion dollar coin right because the treasury the president can enlist the treasury to create any coin of any denomination so they'll create some one trillion dollar platinum coin and then they will deposit it at the fed and then bingo bango we've got money again that how should i say this okay so mathematically or logically that works it does it just works however the signal that that would send the rest of the world about America's ability to pay its debt, that we have to get cute and create trillion-dollar coins out of nowhere, that would be bad news. I just think that would be weak, weak, weak. And I I think the bond market would throw a conniption. It would be bad. If that really takes off as the likely outcome... I would be very nervous, but again, who knows? I'm just one guy. Maybe they print five trillion dollar coins and we have a balanced budget. Who knows? Anyways, that's the one that kind of makes me just feel super uncomfortable. Uh, We are getting uh, some data, more data on housing prices. I just did some research. Did you know that housing prices have been up 114 months in a row? That's nationally speaking, of course. That's almost ten years straight. That's quite the run. Obviously, if you've been in the game a while, you know it's because we came off this horrible bottom in two thousand ten and eleven. Something else I saw that was interesting in last week's number was first-time home buyers. There's talk of first-time homebuyers being not necessarily priced out for payment, but for down payment, right? And that that was actually highlighted in my fifty years of research. The payment. Has never been more affordable, at least with 2020 numbers. But the down payment, that's getting pretty spicy. That's getting pretty spicy. And in last week's data, first-time home buyers are down to 29% of the market. And just so you know, last year this time, which not, is not really a great time because again we were we were very in a uh, we were in a hot market, it was 33%. So we are down from probably what was a low number to begin with. So very uh, very interesting. We do have some uh, home price data next week, FHFA, home price stuff, so we will see what is going on uh, with government stats. Uh, Folks, inflation is here. I don't know why they're lying to you. Uh, Inflation is going to get worse before it gets better. We have companies like Costco, Nike, FedEx, General Mills, all different walks of life. We got a wholesaler, we got a manufacturer of athletic wear, we have uh, delivery companies, We have cereal companies all telling us that inflation is real. They can't eat it in their uh, operating statement, meaning their gross and net margins. Prices are going up. Inflation is going to get worse, not better. And as I've said for the last five or six days, I think this goes into potentially a recession. Yeah. Welcome to stagflation. It is... uh, is pretty interesting. Um, as I keep telling you, the best way to beat inflation, frankly, the only way I know how to beat inflation other than living like a miser and negotiate. There was an article two weeks ago, like, call everybody up and renegotiate prices. Really? That's what we want to do? I suggest you buy hard assets with 30-year fixed rate debt that lets inflation increase. That way, as your assets and cash flow increase, it spits off more money than your personal family's food and gas because it is going up for everyone. And if you have a dozen or four or two income properties, you will be okay. And frankly, if you have enough hard assets, like we talk about at one rental at a time, inflation is your friend, right? It doesn't matter that gas costs X or you know an orange costs Y because again, you have assets increasing with inflation. You're paying off fixed rate debt with a weaker dollar. Life is good if you own hard assets, 30-year fixed rate. Don't you dare get an adjustable rate mortgage. It's not the time for that. Interest rates could go bananas sometime middle of this decade, so be careful. A couple other things, I guess, going on. I guess one more talk, and then we'll do Monday through Friday. Uh, Looks like Seoul, Korea is joining the party for warning of a real estate overhang. Apparently, apartments in Seoul, Korea uh, are at a 15-year high, and and they're really slowing down. So they are worried about a debt overhang there. I don't know much about Seoul, Korea. I wanted to find out if they used fixed rate or variable rate debt. Uh, I think countries with variable rate debt uh, a la Canada... That would make me nervous. I believe Canada, again, other viewers have told me they have five-year fixed and then they go adjustable. That would make me a little nervous. In fact, if you watch this channel, you know I've taken great care to get out of commercial debt into non-QM fixed rate 30-year debt, even if I have to pay more because I am so nervous about where rates might be. Now, let's talk about Monday through Friday. Monday, Monday is really going to be kind of like, okay, what happened overseas? What's going on with Evergrande? Is it a big nothing burger like Michael or myself said? uh, I think they're going to be enjoying their 30-day grace period. Uh, I still expect Evergrande not to exist in 30 or 60 days. Uh, I expect the government to say, hey, you buy this, you buy this, you buy this. Other developers, kind of like long-term capital management, just divide it up and they disappear. I suspect Evergrande management may spend time in jail. Right? China don't play, right? The rule of law doesn't exist. I just read an article about uh, some big shot of um, wines and distilleries or liquor. They just threw them in jail. I'm like, damn, right? China don't play. So we'll see what's going on there. Tuesday, we've got a couple of things. We got Micron reporting. Well, it'll be interesting to going, see what's going on with semiconductors. And then Thor Industries. This is not financial advice, obviously, but when I look at Thor Industries, I go, ooh, late cycle. If you don't know what Thor Industries are, think RVs or re- reaction, re- recreational vehicles. I don't know. I think Thor Industries had their uh, their time in the sun last year. This kind of feels late to the game. Probably going to be talking about backlog and things of that nature because a lot of people were ordering, but yeah, new orders, not sure. Again, don't take my advice ever on stocks. I don't own on stocks, so no, no money in the game. Wednesday, we've got uh, some data from Miller, Miller Knoll, uh, basically office chairs. What's going on with the office? Is it back to office or is it back to home office? Again, I think, I think what we're seeing in stocks are earnings misses and earnings warnings. And again, if you have earnings miss and earning warning into a record PE, guess what happens to stocks? They fall. They just have to, it's math right don't argue with math thursday we got bed and bath really bed and bath for me is going to be what how good was back to school uh, right whether it's college or uh, or not so i think we're going to find out how good uh, back to school was we got carmax uh, carmax man as long as we have a chip shortage uh, i think used cars pretty good i think and then friday friday for me is going to be okay what let's let's reassess the week what happened did the did the government spend a bunch of money Who's paying higher taxes? What's going on with the debt ceiling? It's going to be, uh, I think, it's going to be a day to uh, remember. And if you don't know already, Ty and I talk every Friday about the weekly wrap up at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, so that should be a, that should be an interesting wrap up. So again, thank you very much. The book is out there. I'm so happy. It Came out at 5:44 a.m. Amazon sent me a notice. Almost 300 pages, 15 stories. Get your copy today, and I will see you at 8 a.m. So 16 minutes for live Q&A. Bye-bye.